Hello and welcome into the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. The Had to. Uh, what was that? <laughs> that was my. Is that a soundbite of yourself? I left my. I left my uh, speaker on by accident. Oh man, That's great. <laughs> my bad. No, you're fine. You're fine. A- Alex Dono with you guys alongside. Jerry Mancini, who's a Leafs and Juve stink. I like the message you're sending. You know, Jerry, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mercato. Been pretty active so far for Inter. Been a little quiet so far for Lazio. Um, but, you know, just a few minutes ago before we started, I got a question uh, in my Twitter inbox, my Twitter DMs from someone who's a big Manchester United fan and was, you know, asking me to rate Andre Onana as it looks like in a matter of days, if not hours, Onana is going to be, you know, leaving Inter for Man United on a transfer fee north of 50 million euros. I hate the fact that he's leaving Inter. I mean, I I hate it. This is, you know, this is one of the best goalkeepers in world football, I believe. You know, you saw how effective Onana was in helping Inter reach the Champions League final. He was probably, you know, the MVP of that Champions League run. Um, You know, it just goes to show you that with Sooning still around, you're going to have to make sacrifices if you want to make moves in the transfer market. In the case of Andre Onana, Inter brought him in last year on a free. So the entire transfer fee is profit. And, you know, Sooning cannot resist. They see those dollar signs in their eyes. They cannot resist that sort of a profit. But, I mean, to answer his question, Jerry, like this guy, I, I guess he legitimately didn't know much about Onana. He's like, is this guy any good? I'm like, yes, he's a stud. That's how I described him. Andre Onana is a stud, and they're going to like him a lot in Manchester. And, you know, I'm going to miss him. I know that Inter is talking about uh, Anatoly Trubin, who I've, you know, I've seen him play against Inter before, the Shakhtar goalkeeper, who is he's an excellent shot stopper, um, you know, good Ukrainian international. But at the same time, I'm not expecting this guy, if he does end up being the replacement, I'm not expecting him to come in and fill the very big shoes of Andre Onana. So I, I hate to see that dude go. I hate to see him leave Inter. I hate to see him leave the Serie A. I, I just don't understand. Like, I know we were talking about this off air, and Onana has been a big part of Inter. And you can probably say that he's like the fifth defender in the back end. Yeah, for for Inter and his ball and, and also and, and the defenders they play better knowing Onana's behind them, right? Because they they at this point you know Handanovic was great in his prime, but you know at this point twenty twenty three, you know the defenders trust Onana more than they trust Handanovic. Well, they were showing there was like a video on Twitter basically showing his distribution from the back end versus Man City and how important he was yeah. in order for his his teammates to set up very quickly. And I think he has a good read for the game. But what I don't know is, is this Trubin guy. I know that everyone's so high about him. But it, I think Onana was like a big hit. And it's like it's like Napoli. They are going to sell Kim Benjay. And right. Joseph Fischetti on the uh, Forza Napoli podcast had a, a really good breakdown. It's, and you can sell him. But like, how do you replace him? Do you find another player that can be of that caliber and on a good price. I'm pretty sure that Inter had bought Onana for a naughty steep price. No, they got him, they, they a, got they got him, him on a free. Yeah, the agent fees free. and stuff, but they got him on yeah. free. Yeah. And to do that again is not easy, right? Yeah. So, and that's the same with uh, Napoli. I don't think they spend a lot on on uh, Kim Min Jae. I know that they, I think they got him on a transfer, but 
like these guys are are hard to get by, but that it just shows what the city uh, has become. Though it's like they're not financially stable enough to keep their players. And I think that if Inter wasn't in this situation of their owner, where his money is all tied up and he can't really spend it, I think they would be one of the few teams in Syria right now spending a little bit more aggressively and not having to be so frantic and worried about having to sell their best players. So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. But um, so let, let's – anybody who's watching, I'm curious. Would you sacrifice not purchasing Lukaku if it means that you're able to keep Onana? I don't know if that would work or not, but yeah, no, it I, would because they're basically using the Onana money to try and purchase Luke. Chelsea's playing a little bit of hardball right now, which is their right because they paid a lot for him two years ago. They're playing hardball, but Inter basically wants to use most of the Onana money on Lukaku. Well, here's the problem it's not just hardball, it's the fact that they know that when you spend 50, when you're, when you're earning 50 million they're going to try to reap all that money back from them knowing that you have that money to spend now right. because you just profited on a sale. Right. So for me, I don't justify buying Lukaku for more than 10 million. I don't know. This guy's screws you got. I feel like this guy screws you guys more than he actually helps you. How many times has he blocked a shot in key situations where it's prevented Inter from scoring? <laughs> yeah, it's it's happened like, in two finals. It happened in a Europa League final, and it happened in a Champions League final. <laughs> like I don't, I don't get it, man. This guy is hilarious, yeah. but like I, I know that uh, Inzaghi really values his players, but I can. You tell him you can't find a striker for a more firm price and right. more cheaper than than what Lukaku really costs on the market, like. And what do you do? Do you take them on loan again? Because that's that's the yeah. only way they're well, going to do. It, it. Which I, I don't think Chelsea's going to allow that. But it's it's true because like what what you're saying, like when you break it down to actual value of a player, um, I I totally agree with you to what you were angling at. I agree with Eduardo what he says here that I'd I'd rather keep Onana. Like I you know if I have to choose Lukaku or Onana, I think Onana would be the guy that I would have to keep. But part of it with Lukaku is, you know, he's he's really well liked by the locker room and by management and he only wants to be at inter. So that, that makes it a little bit more, you know, obviously again, you don't take every player who wants to be part of your club, but I, I, I do think that Lukaku do you know, bloopers aside, right. Blocking goals aside, just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, I do think he adds a lot of value to inter's attack. Uh, you know, it does make you feel good that inter were able to get Marcus Turam on that free. Cause I, I think he's going to be excellent in Serie A, and you still have Lautaro of course, and I think we've still got the barbecue master hanging around, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, uh, Jacko is gone. Uh, so, you know, you do need another forward. And obviously, the links have been to Lukaku. I, I'd be happy to have him. I just think to what you're saying, Jerry, if you've got to pay around 40, 45 million to buy him from Chelsea, because Chelsea doesn't want to be upside down on it. They're trying to recoup, you know, what they paid for him two years ago after amortization. Like they're trying to recoup that money and not be at a loss. For him so they're trying to get as much money as possible but if I really had the choice uh, I would keep Onana and not make the 50 plus million profit versus buying Lukaku for 40 45 million I would keep Onana 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It, it, I know people are going to say it's easy to find a goalkeeper to replace, but that's not necessarily true. I think Lazio is another in a prime example of how they found Provedel, and they yeah. bought and they got him for very like very cheap. I think they got him for two point, just under three million dollars it cost them, and then they bought Maximiano, who cost nearly twelve million dollars, and hardly touched the pitch. Mm. So. Just because you think you're going to buy the best goalkeeper doesn't necessarily equate to being the best. Um, sometimes you just got to really do your due diligence to find the right player that really fits your, your system, right? So I, I, I haven't – the only things I've really focused on during the transfer market is like Savage primarily. I don't know too much of which goalkeepers – are on the market. I've seen Fratezzi going to Inter, which we're going to talk about. But mm -hmm. the one thing I hate about the transfer market is that no one's right. I'm going to be honest. Like, they're all wrong. Like, 90% of the time, it's like a guessing game. How many? I, I, I've seen DiMarzio and Padula link Lazio to every Tom, Dick, and Harry team uh, <laughs> player that I've never, like, I've ever seen in my life. Today, like Berardi is a, is a prime example. We were apparently linked to this guy, and I remember seeing that, yeah, for a hundred times. And since then, Lacho is not going to buy a player. So, that, here, here, this is a scenario, okay? Or not a scenario. Let's just look at this. So, you have Inter who got Fratezzi on a loan with an obligation to buy, right. They're not offering that to Lazio for Berardi. They're they're expecting Lazio to pay up front X amount mm. of dollars. Mm. So how does that make sense? Why would I want to do a business with a team which is expecting a loan for Fertesi, who is younger too and right. has, would cost, would be worth more, as opposed to Berardi, who's almost thirty, and is already past his prime and is going on his downfall soon, and they want thirty million for him like it's a great point i don't i i, I wouldn't me if i'm lazio right. i walk away right like, which okay. is like and and, and that's that's obviously a sassuolo problem because you can't expect to do business a certain way with one club and, and sassuolo in recent years they've had they've had they've done so many deals with inter that i think they've developed a good relationship but what you're saying is 100 true you can't do one type of deal with a certain club and then with another club you expect to do a deal that's worse for that club they're gonna say wait how come you gave this guy these guys a sweetheart deal you won't give us a sweetheart deal yeah i i just and, and also with, with Fratesi, I'm sure there was more competition. I mean, he might have what what maybe helped seal the deal for a better a better uh, bargain was you know he and his agent saying they only wanted to go to Inter. That kind of stuff does help if you kind of narrow it down to one club. But at the same time, with Fratesi, there's more demand, I would think, than with Berardi being an older guy. Where Fratesi is what early twenties up and comer. Oh, absolutely. Um, on on the topic of Fratesi, do you think? He will settle in and and be very. How do I say this? Um, you think he'll be calm and stable in that midfield between? Uh, I, I would assume that he will play with Barella and yeah. Chananoglu. Do you think that he'll struggle at times, considering that Inter is a step up? He'll be playing in Champions League. He'll be playing in more competition with Coppa Italia between the league and. I'm just curious because because you had a guy like Brozovic who 
oh my god, like to replace Brozovich is is it's like Lazio trying to replace you Savage. Know, I, I do think that like, they I, I I think that they sold Brozovich at the right time because I, I think we started to see him uh, still still a maestro, right? Brozovich is still an excellent player, but I think we started to see just a little bit of a decline, more difficulty staying healthy, and also. When Brozovic missed all that time, uh, I thought uh, Hakan actually did a really good job in the the deep line playmaker role. So I think that Inter are selling Brozo at the right time. You know, if this had been a year ago, two years ago, I it would have ripped my heart out of my chest. But to answer your question on Fatezi, Jerry, I could totally see what you're talking about happening. I um, mean, it's it's a huge it's a huge step up in pressure. I mean, to go from the Mape to the San Siro and to go from playing, you know one competition, I guess two competitions with Coppa Italia to throwing Champions League in that mix and all the extra pressure that comes with that. Um, you know, he's, he's got some experience with the national team, which I think is important. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a big step up. You know, hopefully hopefully he can build rapport with Inzaghi and company quickly. Because also the, the other thing about when, when you're starting out, you know, at a, at a club uh, like Inter and you've also got, you know, Mkhitaryan and Aslani in the mix in the infield, if you don't, you know, if you don't start well early, it may take you a long time to get a spot, right? If, you, if you're not, because, you know, this is not necessarily a situation where Fratesi comes in and just walks in to the starting 11. You know, if you don't seize that opportunity, that opportunity may not come, and then the pressure is going to build even more if you're on the bench. No, absolutely. I, I think that he needs to play regularly in order to get that uh, familiarity with, with what Inzaghi is expecting. And... I think there's a lot of players last year with Inter, like a lot of new signings that didn't really settle in in their first season. I think that's because of what you said, not enough playing time. So, yeah, you think about Gosens, who's, you know, probably on his way out already. And um, crazy. Yeah, which uh, it's it's unfortunate, but it's just, again, Federico Di Marco is one of the best stories in Italian football. I, I don't think anybody, well, maybe a few people did, but I don't think anybody predicted he would play as well as he did last year. Um, and you know, Aslani, I, I like Aslani's attitude, right? Because he, you know, he didn't play much last season, but Aslani, who's very young, he all, like, he, he's not stressed about it, Jerry. Like he wasn't seeing the pitch a lot, but he seemed to be perfectly cool. I'm okay getting a few substitution spots and kind of learning and, and developing. So he's got a great, attitude. I don't know if Fratesi would have that same sort of attitude. I think he expects to factor in right away. No, absolutely. And I'm not sure what system Sassuolo plays if they play a 3-5-2. I haven't done my homework on what because I've taken the summer off, but I think that's another thing. If he mm -hmm. doesn't play in a 3-5-2, maybe that might be an adjustment as well, right? Right, yeah. From Sassuolo to uh, mm -hmm. Inter. I don't, I don't think many teams... I don't teams, think it is. Yeah, I don't think I, it is. I don't think many teams still play the 3-5-2. It's very... It's not common, I would say. I, more, usually a four two three one is like the most common these days. Yeah, so I think even the adjustment of a formation might take some time for him. And I think interfans need to be patient with him, and, yeah. and, and can't be critical if he starts the season off poorly or slow. I think players need time to kind of adjust, right? So that's another thing as well for Fratesi. But this is a player who who was linked to go to Milan was linked to go to Roma, and of all teams he joins is Inter, which caught, I think it caught a lot of Inter fans by surprise probably too as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other thing, like, as far as Fratesi goes, um, 
you know, uh, obviously a lot of Inter fans are excited, uh, but at the same time, I've also seen a lot of Interisti that, you know, they, they have concerns about, hey, is, is this one of those guys that's maybe a little bit overrated because he's Italian, right? I mean, uh, a lot of people will bring up Locatelli, who played in the same midfield. Are, are we overhyping this guy a little bit because he's Italian? Because someone that a lot of Interisti really wanted, I think there's maybe a small chance he could actually also come to Inter, but I doubt it because the price tag is high. And it's uh, Lazar Samardzic from uh, Udinese, who was kind of, I think he was kind of the plan B option if the Fratesi deal didn't go through. And a lot of Inter fans <laughs> liked him better. Like they, they actually wanted this other guy over Fratesi. So hopefully, hopefully he lives up to it. No, absolutely. Um, I guess you never know what you have, right? Until you kind of like see it as, as the season progresses. Um, I guess here's the thing in Italy, we can't afford anybody. Our, 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 we're, it's, it's bad. Like teams are struggling to buy players, right? Look, you got Juventus buying what I think they've bought Timothy way so far. And they re-signed uh, Rabiot to a new, to a one-year extension. I don't know anything else of what they've considered. I, I can't even believe they're able to buy Savage right now. Yeah. Um, that surprises me for a team who's not even in Champions League. I don't That's know. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I don't know where they're getting this money from if they if they have a sale that they've considered. But um, I guess I can I can jump onto that and and I think the whole Savage saga has to end for me. Yeah, I, I wanted even... to ask you about that. I mean, because because I the, the last it's probably Lotito playing hardball. But the last some of the headlines I've read is that that if they if if they don't if their asking price is not met, he's not going anywhere. I don't give a shit where he goes anymore. I yeah. used to care so much about not wanting to sell him. Yeah. And after watching this season of Savage, I don't want to just be that homer and says he sucks all of a sudden. He's not good anymore. He's this because he's going to be leaving. He is a very talented player. And I know that his agent is really effing him right now. And yeah. I don't know. I think so because I don't I've heard stories that his agent hasn't done a really good job in order to find him a place. He has even received offers apparently from like I was from what I've like I've seen like reports and like he barely his agent flew out to London and talked to Chelsea to see if they wanted Savage. Um apparently he's set on on Juventus. He wants right. I think five and a half million per season he would get. And they're offering Rovella apparently. Um, there's a Pellegrini, and I think 20 million euro they were saying. Um, that would be quite a deal if they could get him for that. I wow. just find I find it interesting. I know that Lotito really screwed up on this one because he really waited too long, and now he only has a year left on his contract. Mm, yeah. There's the possibility he could lose him on a free. Um, there's also the possibility that that doesn't really happen because maybe teams want to buy him now so they can avoid a bid, right? Right. Because his wages can go up. It can be a, a bidding process. Um, his season didn't help him. I think it was a, a 6 out of 10 kind of season for me. It wasn't good compared to last year. He really struggled. So 
that that kind of makes me think is his game starting to dip a little bit mm-hmm. compared to what it was before i think he's around 28 years old now 27 mm-hmm. 28 still young man yeah but well i he's, guess a lot of he's mileage. young a lot of mileage. you're right that's a lot yeah. of mileage he's never really hurt consistently yeah. like so but you're up there in age you're 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 not far away from being 30 and right. you've played a lot of games with Lati. you've been there for eight years now okay it's just if he says if he comes back another year, it's nine years at Lazio. Um, what I don't understand is why would you want to go to Juventus when they're not even Champions League? Yeah, he and, could be in Champions League by staying at the club he's at. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one. Or just, yeah. wouldn't you rather want to join a club that has higher ambitions? And, I, and I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying Juventus doesn't have is not an ambitious club. But in the situation that they are in, they're in a rebuild process. We don't know if they're going to make it after this year, especially how Allegri coaches Mm. and and his ideas and his tactics. I can't believe he's still there with all the other changes that are happening around him. I can't. I I guess they can't afford to sack him. Well, his wages are ludicrous. Like that's that's it's insane. I don't know who the hell gave that contract. They need to get. That's true. That's a whole different. I digress, but. My point is, is that he, okay? Let's just hypothetically say he goes to Juve now. Okay, yeah. next season he's not in Champions League again. Right. Once, once in the last nine seasons he will be in Champions League. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, is this a player who's not ambitious to play in a in a bigger competition? Like, am I wrong? About, maybe I'm wrong about this, but like, I know that he, the player himself, would get paid ransomly like a good wage to be at Juventus and I know that he's been offered apparently 15 million a year to play in Saudi Arabia and oh, he's yeah. contemplating that now yeah and 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 I know that he wants to I guess and I I shouldn't say he wants to he, I, I guess he's contemplating but is what what the report is but like I don't know I I, I just it, it's funny because like I'll, I'll switch it to this now. Luis Alberto extends his contract for another two more years, gets a bump in his pay, $4 million a year, could have gone to Saudi Arabia, decided to stay with Lazio. And I always thought, and you said this too, off air, I always thought that Alberto would be gone before Savage. And after everything that's gone on in the last seven years of, will he stay? Will he not? This is the first summer where I've seen a player well, – Alberto specifically commit to a team or commit to Lazio, sorry, very fast. And the contract didn't, it didn't like alleviate into this, into the season where I'm not happy. I'm not this. He didn't come to training camp. Well, actually they haven't had training camp yet, but he hasn't caused any problems yet. Yeah. And, and I think that's a, a positive sign of showing what his relationship is with sorry. And the two have really gone from very negative to very positive. And I think that's very important for Lazio as well. Whereas I, I just, so I, I have a friend of mine at, at my store who plays professional soccer, slash football, oh, however wow. you want to say it. And he plays in uh, the second division of Croatia. Nice. And and I saw him, He uh, he's Brazilian. He, he played in Brazil as well. I wish I remembered his name and I don't remember, but... It was interesting. We were talking a couple of weeks ago, and he came to visit because it's, it's the off season now. And the first thing he said, he said to me, is he hated his agent. He's like, I never knew how 
important it is to have an agent of who has the best interest for you and him. Right. And his in he's tried he's been trying to change agents, he told me. And the problem with agents is that their interest is full solely on them. Yep. They don't care about the player because right. they get fees on where you go. Mm-hmm. It's not North America where it's a salary cap and the firm is separate. The agent's separate from the from the team. You know what I mean? So if Connor McDavid signs with Edmonton for eight years, yeah, he, he there's no agent fees that has to be negotiated between right, the, right. between the club and yeah, it's and the same. The it's the same fee if yeah. he signs if he signs eight million max there yeah. versus somewhere else. The agent fees the same. And I think that's something that has to be fixed between leagues. And yeah. I think that's something that North American sports do really well. Why should the I don't understand why should the team be responsible for agent fees? I don't yeah, get that. Don't like like yeah. if the player is hiring the agent to represent them, shouldn't they and the and the and the player be like kind of right. like should should come out of his end, right? Yeah. Percentage. Yeah. I I don't get that. Like that's something that I don't understand. Maybe. I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but I just, I just find it really, it, it makes it difficult for teams to, to kind of sign players. And I think this is where Savage is in a really difficult situation where I think his agent is looking at to get him the best price and him to get the best fees. Like that's just how I look at this. Um, I don't think his agent's really good because this has been dragging on for four or five years Dude, does he have a big time agent or is it like a, a buddy of his from uh from I think Serbia it's a buddy, it's like Kesman. Yeah. I think it's Kesman. Yeah. I think he's Serbian or something, but like yeah. I don't know exactly, but it's funny. He's been linked to Juventus what since 2018. Oh, forever. So yeah. so it's funny that today was he signed a contract with him until 2027. And this guy Emko basically tweeted out that he's been signed with them since 2018. <laughs> and that's what it feels like. Wow! Yeah, every right. summer all you hear is Man United or, yeah, or Juventus. That's right. So that's right. I don't. know. What do you think? I, I think you sell the player and get rid of him. Yeah, I think, I think so a, too. Yeah, I, I think I think if he uh, at this point, I think it's run its course. He doesn't particularly want to be there. I think you move on. That's why a lot of a lot of sport, not all, but a lot of sporting sporting directors have the whole the will of the player thing. If the will of the player is to leave, they try to accommodate. All right, my friends, I want to send a huge thank you and shout out to everybody who made the Calcio Connection part of your day. Jerry, anything you want to plug or promote? You're on threads now. I'm on threads. We're, we're having it's a the good worst time. thing ever. It is. I, I don't understand can, why people are so excited about this thing. I think we have a minute or two. We can talk about this. We can yeah. go off topic. Oh, sure, sure. Elon Musk versus Sucker Baby. Who wins a fight? I take um, Musk. I don't know, man. I all I know is uh, Zuckerberg has been training jujitsu for years. I don't know. I don't know about Musk's background in martial arts, but I know Zuck. I know Zuck is trained, so I, I'd probably root for Elon. But I think I think Zuckerberg might win. I don't know, man. Who's bigger? Zucker... I don't know. I've never seen him stand. Who's smarter? I've never seen him <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> You know, man, because a, lo- a lot of people will say, I-, I think Elon's really smart. A lot of people say, oh, he ripped off all of his ideas. But I watched the fucking movie. Zuckerberg ripped off Facebook from the twins. So, uh I think that, uh, you know, I was talking to my friend about this, actually, yeah. at work. And he's like, he- he's Trump 2.0. He's very, um, Elon Musk is very manipulative. And-, and-, and he knows how to, like, persuade people oh, and sure. make them think that yeah. he's so smart. But apparently the guy is, like 
has no money to his name. He he really he, he, well, not that he doesn't have no money. He doesn't have any like um liquid. He's got yeah, no, no liquid. That. That's all the problem. In it's all invested. Yeah. So the problem is with with apparently. Did you see how he's not been paying Google? Like yeah, Google hasn't been paid for for the and, Twitter integration. Yeah. yeah. So for people who don't know, Google basically kind of takes away like manipulation, like 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 violence and like scams and spam and everything on mm-hmm. on like Twitter. And they're like a background who kind of mm-hmm. like cleans everything up. And they had an agreement that was supposed to be either renewed or not by the end of June. So I don't know, but apparently the whole problem with the the uh, last Saturday where the um, the high rates, it was all because Google didn't get paid. So they kind of shut down their platform. They, uh, they kind of screwed Twitter over. That was uh. the whole that's I didn't know I, why that yeah. all, all I know is I didn't have any problems with my Twitter. I know I kept seeing people say like they couldn't read tweets and stuff. Maybe I'm just not on there enough, but I had no problem reading tweets. I don't pay for the Twitter blue. I just I have a basic account these days. I didn't have any issues with my account last week. None. I wouldn't even pay Twitter blue if my life depended on I it. I wouldn't either. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's and you can still use it for free. I'm not going to pay what, I don't know if it is eight dollars, ten dollars. I'm not going to pay that. More, just like longer 15. tweets. Well, that's probably your Canadian fake money. Is probably what it is. It's not worth as much as my real U.S. dollars. Imagine paying fifteen dollars a month. It's like paying Netflix. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I do pay Netflix. <laughs> there you go. Would you rather have Netflix? Yeah. And and, and watch. Uh, right. What, yeah. What's right. his name there? That uh, that funny comedian, that white dude. Um, I forget his name. Oh man, he's the ball guy. Oh, um, um, it's got his own podcast too. Joe Rogan? No, I hate that. The guy. other guy, yeah, I know, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, I watched him last night. Bill Burr? Yeah, Bill Burr is awesome. Funny, he's so funny. Nah, Joe Rogan's too political. I can't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Eh. But I guess that's all I have. I have nothing to plug, man. I'm not writing all right. right now. All right. Well, uh, you can. Less. I mean, make sure you you follow Jerry on Threads and uh, follow us on, follow on Twitter on threads. and Threads, and we'll talk to you again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection Podcast. Ciao.